When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up in War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones. We are here. Ball camp in full swing, and so is the quarterback competition for Auburn football. You know we got to get in here and talk about all the developments. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. You are now now listening listening to the War Report. War poor morning drop here. Ike Jones and my guy Mike G talking a little Auburn football fall mm. quarterback competition on a Tuesday morning, August the 8th. Mike G had the opportunity to talk a little bit about this this morning on the Mac and Q show on uh, Jocks Radio. But Mike G, thoughts so far on what we are hearing and seeing coming out of fall camp in regard to the quarterback competition? Uh, Paint Thorn is a leader. Holden Gurner is looking the best so far in three QBs through camp. And Robbie Ashford is coming in hot. Mm. They got a full-fledged competition at QB. Now, um, I still feel like they brought Payne Thorne in to lose the job. Mm. You know, they brought Payne Thorne in to lose the job, but that does not mean he can't lose it. So uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with Robbie and Holden at the same time and talk about what their friendship is like and their competition uh, at the same time, Ike and these guys support each other. Uh, they understand um, the only one guy can really win the job. But Hugh Freeze has talked about playing two quarterbacks, man. And I think that means Robbie Ashford and somebody. Because I don't see him playing Peyton Thorne and Holden Garner in, in tandem. I don't see that happening. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. But uh, I know we're going to get into some stuff that, uh, uh, that's been said so far uh, from the coaches through camp. I just think I just think there's a competition going on. Hugh Freeze is going to play the best guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of what you just said, uh, Philip Montgomery had the opportunity to sit down with the media and talk a little bit about what he is looking for in his mm-hmm. starting quarterback for Auburn University. We're going to take a listen to some of his comments, and then I want to get your reaction to that here. So let's take a listen to Coach Philip Montgomery talking a little bit about the quarterback competition. I've been pleased with uh, their progression and what they're doing. I think they're understanding what we're trying to do offensively a little bit more, especially the the little unique parts of it. Um, we still got a long way to go before we figure out who's going to be our starting quarterback. Um, but I think all of them have shown flashes 
We got to be a little bit more consistent. I think we're doing a better job of making sure that our eyes are getting in the right spot, putting our and getting our reads from that standpoint. I've uh, been pleased on the last couple of days, especially in our RPO games, how uh, they're taking advantage of some opportunities when those present themselves. Um, but, you know, there's so many factors that go into being a quarterback. And it's not just about the way you're throwing it or hitting the deep ball or working through your progression. Um, you know, there's the leadership side of it, and you got to control all of those factors. So uh, we're still a long ways to go before we figure out who that's going to be. But I've liked the progression that we're making and the progress that we're making, and we just got to continue to keep doing that uh, each and every day. Well, you know, I, I just want to see somebody take control and, and really... Um, you know, take a step forward, right? Separate themselves. And, and that's what you're looking for in your quarterback position, a guy that's going to lead, a guy that's going to make plays. He doesn't have to be Superman, uh, but he does have to be consistent in his play and his decision-making and taking care of the football and then moving us down the field and staying ahead of chains. When we do that, then we're always going to be effective. And so the quarterback that does those things um, at a more consistent pace will be the guy that's going to win the job. And so, uh, like I said, right now it's too early to call it. Um, I think they're all competing. I think they're all doing a great job of that. But uh, we still got a little bit of time, thank goodness. And then we got to figure it out from there. All right. Those are the thoughts from Coach Philip Montgomery. Mike G, what, did, what stood out for, for you from what he said there? Look, man, no matter who wins the job, they're going to have Jay Fair to throw the ball to. They're going to be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. That, that was here. specifically uh, for B. Will's forehead right there. <laughs> uh, look, guys, uh, how many times did he say leadership? Yeah. At that whole die drive. Leadership, leadership, leadership. Take, take control of the reins. You know, be a leader. The, Hugh Freeze has said it. It sounds like Philip Montgomery is echoing, echoing those sentiments that they want a guy who is the, as much the guy physically as he is mental. Right. So if you cannot master the mental part of the game, you know this this league will eat you alive. I think these guys understand that. So that you know, Hugh Freeze, you mentioned it on our uh, live that Hugh Freeze has talked about putting these guys in uncomfortable situations in camp to see yep. how they react. And it's just a microcosm of what they're going to face in terms of adversity during the season in real games. But still, uh, you want to get as much information you can about how these guys are going to respond to uh, adversity on the field. And, and he's doing his best to figure that out. So uh, Peyton Thorne has been through some in two seasons. He had a great season. He had a not-so-great season. Uh, either way, he's a guy who brings that experience in. Look, if you're Robbie Ashford, you bring that not so, like, you know, flashes, right? But overall, as a team, he went through some tough times. I don't think that can be understated. Mm -hmm. And our guy, HG, man, holding. Hey, I think it's tough going up against two guys who have so much on-the-field experience. And the way you beat them out is you beat them out by showing that you can be a good young leader. And also being the most consistent because he is the best arm talent in that room. Yeah. That's one he of the is. things that, that Coach Montgomery talked about is the consistency piece is what they're really looking for. It's not just did you have a good day, but how many good days can you stack? And he did yeah. mention Holden Gurner and his ability to throw the football. We're going to get a little bit of his comments on Holden right quick, and then I'll get mm -hmm. your reaction to those. Okay. Well, I don't know that I'd say... He, uh, 
that he does better than the other two. I, I'll talk about his strengths, and, and I think he is a natural thrower. Ball just zips off of his hands. He stands tall in the pocket. Uh, I think he's doing a really good job of working through his progression, putting his eyes in the right spot, and not hanging too long. I think he has the ability to do some things with his feet, be able to get outside when things break down. Um, but the best part of his game is mentally being on point with what he's got. And then uh, I think, again, his arm is, is really natural when it comes off. He spins it tight. Uh, he can hit small windows. He can push the ball down the field. And I think he does a great job of that. Yeah. Mm. So he talked about the arm talent being the thing that he said he, he didn't want to say that he was better than the other guys, but he said, let me talk about what he does really well. And he mentioned the arm talent was a big part of what makes Holden Gurner a good quarterback. Yeah, look, Big Phil, um, I'll say it for you. He's better than the other guys throwing the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's a way better arm talent than Peyton Thorne. Are you yeah. kidding me? You know, but again, he's got to close the gap on the other things. All these guys have things they do well. It's can you close the gap on the other guys and the things that they do well and be the most well-rounded quarterback? Right. Now, Holden's not going to be able to close the experience gap unless he gets a chance to be, get on the field. Right. <laughs> and do that. But yeah, I don't think he should be counted out in this race. Uh, man, if, if, if Holden leaves Auburn without a real shot to be a quarterback here, I'll be, I'll be pretty disappointed. Somebody's yeah. going to get a great quarterback. They're going to get a great person. Um, they're going to get a solid foundation to, to build their program on. Uh, but can you give him enough to convince him that his future is here? Right. Now, you know, we said it last year. After this season's over, at least one of these three quarterbacks is going to be gone, if not two. Yeah. Guys that they have coming in. So somebody has got to step up and take the job and do it now. And Holden Gurner is just as capable of doing that, even though I think he has the most room to grow and close because of lack of experience, man, he's this not for lack of talent. And with an improved offensive line, I, I think that he, I think he should be able to compete. Yeah. Yeah, right? absolutely. If, yeah. He needs the line though. Holden needs the line. And th this is why I think when you hear Hugh Freeze talk about possibly playing two quarterbacks, He's talking about some way of getting Robbie on the field no matter what. Mm -hmm. That's what I hear. Yeah, 100%. That's it, it, if, yeah. if there's coded language for Robbie's going to see the field, uh, that is exactly what that <laughs> this, is. This is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So hold it in Robbie or Peyton in Robbie. Yeah. The question or Robbie is who's going to be, right, yeah. be splitting reps with Robbie, what Robbie's going to be touching the field, or who's Robbie going to be splitting reps with, whichever way you want to phrase that. Robbie Ashford is going to see the field. Coach Montgomery talked about Robbie and his ability to use his legs and his athleticism, but mm -hmm. his growth over the summer coming into the fall. We'll hear his comments right here on Robbie Ashford. I honestly think Robbie has thrown the ball better uh, this fall camp. I've seen him progress in that manner. He's hit a good good sum of deep balls. Uh, he's been a little more consistent on his underneath stuff. Um, and that's an area that he wants to improve, and, and he's, got an, he's got a big arm. Uh, but it's the consistency of the fundamentals that kind of go into that part of it, and he's worked really hard on that. But uh, I think he has really operated. I think he's doing a really good job of trying to lead and be positive and do the things that we're asking him to do. And uh, he comes out. He loves competing. So he's going to come out and compete every day. When he pulls it down, you better hold on because he, he can do some things with it from that standpoint. So, But I think his biggest uh, progression has been probably in the throwing side of it.
So progressing in his ability to throw the football, talked about how he's worked on the leadership aspects, and he is definitely impressed with Robbie's athleticism. Uh, this is a guy, remember, in Philip Montgomery who coached a Heisman quarterback in Robert Griffin III. So he yeah, knows what it is to have a legitimate track athlete run threat as a quarterback and how to utilize that in his system. Uh, to your point that you made before we showed the clip, I think that the the coaches are saying to themselves, there's no way we got, we're going to keep this kid on the bench. We, we have to use him in some sort of way. And it's going to not be a slot receiver or running back or a tight end. He's going to be taking snaps at quarterback. At some point in time, they're going to have special packages to make sure Robbie Ashford's getting utilized. Yeah, if you listen to Fireside with the War Report, I, um, this was something that we touched on near the end of the segment. Uh, if you're watching this and you have not seen Fireside with the War Report, go watch it. Um, share it on Twitter. Help us get the message out. Robbie Ashford understood that he had to grow as a leader. And his exact comments were that there were aspects of leadership that he didn't understand until Hugh Freeze and his staff hit the planes. There are things I didn't know about being a leader that I learned this summer. Right now, that learning curve, I think, is the di- is is the difference between him being the undisputed guy, the unanimous guy, and you know being an option. So, when you are trying to improve anything in life. I, self-awareness is probably one of the most key components to improving. Recognizing that you need to improve and accepting that you need to improve. Robbie Ash- Ashford accepted that he needed to improve in this area. He's got to be a leader. Him and I have had a lot of uh, one-on-one conversations about what leadership means. Um, I think he gets it, man. I think that he understands it. Uh, uh, so far through three practices in fall camp, uh, he's had at least one day where he was really excited about how he did out there. And uh, Philip Montgomery has talked about, uh, you know, in that clip, I think he's improved on his underneath stuff, which is what people are going to be watching. Short to intermediate passes. Now, uh, the last point I'll make about Robbie is is that he did throw the ball at receivers really hard (laughs) from really close. Mm -hmm. And I get, man, the whole message board you know, mob is going to go, oh, he's my G, he throws the ball too hard. Listen, you can, you need touch. You need to put touch on your football. Mm-hmm. You need to put touch on your football. He didn't do that very well. Now, what he did say was that because of the amount of pain management they had to do just so he could play, he could barely feel his arm. Yeah. And he didn't know how hard he was throwing it. So he feels healthy and ready to go. This was a question we asked him specifically. How did your recovery go? Are you ready for the season? He's ready to go. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, I, I, I like him. <laughs> he also wants everybody to know that he did not hurt his shoulder throwing a block. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's not where he heard it. I, I thought he heard it throwing the block. I did too. I was like, yeah. yeah. But he said it was on the play before that that he heard it or the series yeah. before that. So uh, Robbie Asher, man, he's got a shot. We'll see. We'll see how he does. Yeah. Uh, Now, of course, there is a three man competition in this. And the one that seemed as if from what you said earlier, and I think a lot of people would echo those sentiments, is the leader in the bullpen or in the clubhouse is the correct term for that leader in the clubhouse is Peyton Thorne and uh, got an opportunity to hear Coach Montgomery talk about him and what he's brought to the quarterback room since coming after spring and in here during the summer and fall. So we'll hear those comments really quickly. Yeah, again, I'm going to go back and kind of 
reiterate what I talked about a little bit from one to the receivers. You want to talk about a guy that is professional about the way he goes after his work. He's another guy that you got to run out of the building. Uh, he's always watching tape. He's always studying. He's at home. He, he'll text me, hey, what, what do I read on this or what am I doing on that? Um, I saw this on tape. You know, how are we, how are we progressing through this? Um, he wants to be on top of every detail that is involved in our offense. And he's seeing things right now at a really good rate. And you got to remember, he wasn't here in the spring. And so some of the things that he's picked up on, and uh, we've got to get everybody else around that to be on the same page with him. Uh, but I think he does a great job with his leadership. He's disciplined, and he's professional about what he does. So talked about his professionalism and his attention to detail as being things that he really likes about Peyton Thorne. These are the things that we already knew about him, right? From our conversations with guys right. who are there in the locker room, um, from our ability to kind of, well, your ability, you've seen some of that stuff up, stuff up close. Talk a little bit about what you've seen in Peyton Thorne and why he is, by all accounts, the guy to beat uh, in, in this uh, situation. Well, look, I, um, Peyton Thorne understands how to instruct. Um, and I think the coaches see him as a, as a mini coach on the field. Now, over the course of, of the War Report's existence, we've, we've done, we did a series called uh, Chop It Up With a Pro. Mm -hmm. We bring on former Auburn players that played in the league. And one of the things that Devin Aroma should do, talked about, was he talked about not learning how to watch film until he got to Indy. And he was watching film and how Peyton Manning really taught him how to watch film. Now, what did Philip Montgomery say in that clip? He's, he's a film rat. Yeah. He studies, he's a student of the game. And part of being a leader is being able to understand what's being asked of you and disseminate that information to everybody else. That is literally what happens on the field. A play is called. Checks are made. The quarterback directs. Running back. Get your ass over here. <laughs> Audible. Right? Hot route to the receivers. Like, you understand. Reading the defense, he, you have to be able to process information at a high level. Go through your progressions and make the checks. And the best way to do that is by studying film. Because the best quarterbacks know where they're going with the football before the ball is thrown. Right? They're already on their check down before the snap. A right. lot of them. Now, I remember way back in 2003, Auburn was getting ready to play Ole Miss in a heartbreaker of a game. The drop. The famous drop in the end zone. Mm -hmm. And I, in a team meeting, Tuberville was talking about Eli Manning and what a great quarterback he was. But, he also looked right at Carlos Rodgers and said, he's going to throw some right to you. Are you going to be ready to catch it? He's not infallible. But he pointed out, he said, this is a guy who knows where he's going with the football mm -hmm. all the time. And you know where he's going with the football so we can stop him. So, you know, I think good coaches understand that you cannot be a good quarterback consistently without being a student of the game. And Peyton Thorne is bringing that attitude in. And that's a highly, I mean, I think that's something that helps you raise your floor. For sure. Like your floor will only be as low as your knowledge of the game. <laughs> okay. 
So if your knowledge of the game is low or the concepts or the team you're playing, then your floor can be extremely low. You're, you're depending on luck at that point. Right. Or, or just right. raw athleticism, right? Like, if, you're just, if you don't know anything and you're just... And listen, that's something Michael Vick admitted to later in his <laughs> career. He's, yeah, like, yeah. he's like, man, I wasn't studying film and playbook. He, I was just going out there playing football because he was just yeah. that much... That, but good, he yeah. He was just that talented. But as he got older and he couldn't run away from people as much, he realized, hey, it might behoove me to learn a little bit of this stuff. And that's yeah. what prolonged his career, his career. understanding that... I can't just outrun everybody all the time. I need to know a little something about these guys who are who are perennially uh, out here, you know, making all pros, pro bowls and all that kind of stuff. They're not just highlight films. They know how to throw the football where it's supposed to be. Where it's supposed to be. Studied. Tom Brady doesn't play the game for 20 years if he does he's not a student of the game. Right. Right? You know, all these guys that are good in sports, LeBron, these guys you talk about, you hear about their legendary preparation. Now I'm not saying Peyton Thorne is legendary in terms of preparing. I'm saying he understands that you need to prepare. <laughs> and you cannot just lean on your athleticism and you need to demonstrate to your coach that you have a higher knowledge of concepts. Because when the game gets tight and it's in the fourth quarter and they have saved their best to throw at you, that knowledge is what's going to allow you to outsmart the other team. And I think that's what they're hoping for with Payne Thorne. Because going out and consistently trying to out-athlete everybody is not a great way yeah. to win it, championships. It'll, it'll work it's a, a great... couple of times. But it yeah. listen, I know people are tired of us taking shots at Bo, but right, this is what you were talking about post-LSU 2021, right? Like, Bo had an amazing game, but he's not going to be able to duplicate that LSU performance week in and week out when you go play the Georgias of the world, when you go play the Bama. Like, it's just not going to happen. And that's what happened. When Georgia Georgia was like, oh, we saw that act against LSU. We're ready for the little, I'm going to run one way and spin and come back to you. Nah, that's not working. This game. Well, you know what? It, it was funny. But Robbie's not going to be able to do it either. Correct. Yeah. This is about right, athletic yeah. quarterbacks only relying on their athleticism. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he, if he makes, if he goes down that road, it's going to end the same way. Yeah. During, during the fire side, we had an interesting moment with Luke Deal where we talked about staying in the pocket, right? And Luke said, you like to run, Robbie. You like you like to take off. And Robbie, he's yeah. very direct and said, I, I like, to stay, I like to stay in the pocket. Yeah. You know, but when it's go time, it's go time. So if I have to go, I'm going. Now, I thought that was an important moment. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's hard not to see him as an athletic guy, but he understands that if he can't consistently stay in the pocket and go through his reads, he's not going to be a good quarterback. Right. So I'm going to go back to my comments about him and self-awareness and understanding that to be good at this position, I have to do what quarterbacks do. And not necessarily what athletes do. Right. Right. Your foundation is your knowledge as a quarterback. Your improvisation is your athleticism as a quarterback. Yep. I'll say that again. Your foundation is your knowledge as a quarterback. That's it. Your improvisation is your athleticism as a quarterback. And I think if you can put those two things together, you get somebody who can transcend, who is truly special. Right. Can he be that guy? We'll see. But, you know, the coaches have a choice to make between all these three, three guys. Number one, you have to decide where their floor is at. Because if you cannot decide where their floor is at, I, you cannot 
properly assess the risk of playing that guy. Right. What are we risking? And then once we decide to put a guy out there, how do we protect him from that floor? Yeah. How do we you make know? sure that he doesn't consistently live on the floor and we elevate everything around him so that he's living more above the floor, approaching his ceiling on a consistent Correct. basis? So, so, so here's what I will say. Hugh Freeze wants to throw the ball. I don't think he's going to accept a floor passing that is below his standard. Yeah. Not going to do that. So if you're Robbie, you don't have a choice. And it might sound like I'm picking on Robbie, but he's the one who had the furthest to go in terms of showing that he can consistently throw every pass. Right. Holden is, Holden is a natural thrower, so uh, assuming he has the protection, uh, I expect him to be really good. And, and Peyton has shown us 26 to 2,800 yards. Right. Robbie has to close the gap there. If he can do that, then, you know, I think it's, I think Auburn's in a great spot. Absolutely. Ton of experience in the room. In a lots great of position talent. to be able to have yeah. more than one quarterback you can turn to, hand the football to, and say, this guy can go get us Ws. Over half the teams in the league last year had to go to their starting, their second quarterback, the QB2, to start an entire game. And this is what I was joking with Holden. I said, Holden, <laughs> We had to go into Missouri game. <laughs> Bro, life comes at you fast. <laughs> he started laughing because he knows. He was like, yeah, you're just standing there with your helmet. And then in a flash, it's real. And I got to yeah. go in. Right. And I, I hopefully that, that's a good lesson to him to just always be ready. Because like you said, in a moment, it could literally be you're standing there watching on the sideline, holding a clipboard. And then mm -hmm. coach turns to you and it's like, hey, you're up. Let's go. You're up. Let's and go. It's time to get in there, and, and and that's why I think the way that they're practicing right now is helpful because it, hopefully it helps guys stay sharp. Hey, cool. Middle of the series, we're going to throw you in there. You're going to be the person to take this from where we are right now to the remainder of the down the field, all that kind of stuff. So they're stressing the mental aspects of the game with these guys because that's the part that they want them to be pristine on and consistent in. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from the War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. We are going to go to the comment section to see what you guys are talking about today. We appreciate everybody for dropping in with us this morning. We'll get it started off with a super chat here from Auburn Dad who says, mm -hmm. I like what I've been hearing about quarterback quarterbacks, but how much is just coach speak and how much is real? Mike G, Listen, thoughts on that? It, this, this, is right, this is the most real they've ever been. Guys, there's not a ton of coach speak coming out here. He I, he said, I'm, 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 I'm going to get in these guys' head, man, in camp. I'm trying to mess them up. Because you know what? The defenses are going to try to mess them up. So you can't handle it here. You may not be able to handle it there. Hugh Freeze understands that. They're going to get at it, man. This is Auburn Dad. I appreciate him. He's a longtime listener. They're not doing that right now. He's got to figure it out. I think Hugh Freeze understands that if Auburn doesn't make a bowl game, a lot of enthusiasm will start to die. Yeah, absolutely. He can't go out there and win five games. Yeah. He can't. You can't recruit your butt off 
Now, I'm not saying he's going to be on the hot seat next year. But you can't have you a know? repeat of what AM just did. No, no, no. You can't just, you can't do what Auburn did firing a coach midseason. <laughs> you got to do better than that. So we're not hearing coach speak, man. We're hearing, hey, listen, we came in here saying that we're good with quarterbacks and we turn programs around quickly. So if you do that, I would expect the W column to go up in year one. Right. Five games, man. That's what Auburn won last year. Five games. You win six or more, period. Zero excuses. Get it done. Yep. Absolutely got to make it happen. Another super chat here from Auburn Dad. If Holden, and Ro- if Holden, Robbie, and Peyton are all doing well, uh, it is a great problem for us to have. Couldn't agree more with this. You got to have more than one guy who can do the job, Auburn Dad. Like you, I mean, I agree with this. If, eh, Auburn fans are plagued with the idea that if one guy is good, you can't hold another guy that's good on the bench. This is a common thing in the fan base, right? Oh, well, he has a good season. The other guy's not going to stay. The better programs are doing that. Right. What you have to do is you have to put guys consistently in the league because if I understand I can make it to the league from here, I'm staying. Right. I'm waiting my turn. And you have to show that you will consistently put the best guy on the field as well, too. A lot of these guys leave programs because they don't think the guy that's starting in front of them is better than them. Coy Moore. That's and why he said he left more. LSU. That's really discouraging to see a guy that you know or you think in your heart of hearts that you're better than start in front of you. And at quarterback, only one guy can go out there. So it's even more discouraging. There's one spot. Hugh Freeze has got to get the best guy on the field. Back in 2019, we had a QB battle. One of those dudes is in the league, and the other one is in his sixth year of college. Pick the best guy. This is what I hope Hugh Freeze solves here. It's so many years of just of Kyle Frazier's and right. <laughs> God bless his heart. He's an Auburn man, but Cody Burns and you know, and guys who just weren't ever really going to be quarterbacks. Right. Come on, man. Every time Auburn has found a quarterback, it's been championship run time. Yep. Find the guy, Hugh. This, this is what I'm, this is the thing I'm most excited about for Hugh Freeze on the planes. Pick the right guy this time. Show all, show fans that. And then once you see Peyton Thorne have a great season, even if he comes back next year, even if he comes back next year, or Robbie or Holden, right? Somebody's gonna leave because that happens. But the guys that you're recruiting say, I can't wait to be the next whoever whoever came before me. Right. But a better version. Yep. That's what you got to do. Yep. Looking forward to seeing how this plays out because I, I am trusting right now the evaluation of this staff and the quarterback position and what they're going to be able to put out there consistently on the field. Uh, Beat Will's forehead gets us in the next comment here and says, is there actually a real chance that Holden can make a push for starter? All I hear is he's got the best throw of everyone. Did you see the clip of him throwing the deep ball to Fairweather? I saw the the one for him, the Fairweather, and the one for him to, I think it was Hooks that went up in high point at one, or was short yeah. one of the two, I can't remember. But Yeah, the word is killing it, right? He's out there throwing, he's out there slinging the football, and uh, to go along with that, I'm hearing the line is much improved. This makes Holden dangerous. Makes him dangerous. Yeah. And having had a chance to sit down with him, you know, if you listen to me on Locked on Auburn 
uh, shout out to our guy Zach Blackerby a while ago. Um, I mentioned Holden as the future of Auburn football. Like, a, a, you know, a guy, a young guy with the arm talent, um, he can be a gunslinger, but he's got a very calm demeanor. He's very calming when he's in your presence. He can joke and he can laugh, but he's very even. And I think being even keeled like that gives you a lot. Um, I noted that him and Robbie seem to have a really good relationships. Their interaction, they were like brothers, man. I thought that was really cool to watch. And I think it said a lot about Holden and Robbie. But you know, Holden being the younger guy, uh, he sat there with two older guys, man, and looked composed and like he belonged and, you know, and not like little brother. Just look, dude, I love me some Holden Gertner. I'm going to start saying his name right like I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love me some Holden Gertner. He's a, he's a great kid, man. And, and I think this is the type of kid that, you know, uh, that you build a football team around. Arson talked about it. He talked about, you know, bringing a certain type of player in the team, the Holdens, the Jay Fairs. Uh, I just think it's interesting. You know, I, I know Harson's tenure didn't go the way, you know, a lot of fans would have liked Ike, but the, the foundation of this team are a lot of guys Harson brought in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, high, yeah. high character guys. Yeah, <laughs> high character guys. Jarquez Hunter, right? Like, Hold, I mean, uh, if everybody uh, Holden, loves Holden, yeah. Holden's a guy that he brought in here, right? So uh, like, yeah, you can't yeah. overlook that and act as if he did nothing for it, the uh, football. Yeah, team, but. yeah, uh, he's a great guy, man. He, Holden's just such a good kid, man, and I think he's going to turn into a, a good man and, and an even better athlete. Yeah, whether it's here or someplace else, I mark my words, he's going to be playing on Sundays. I think. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, couldn't agree more with this sentiment as well. The morning drop is better than morning meetings. Hey man, Riley, this, this guy understands, Riley understands what life is about. Man, yeah. <laughs> life is about not morning meetings. <laughs> if it's before nine, no meetings before nine o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's always been my unless goal. it's about money. I'll meet you for uh, before nine yeah, o'clock. About bonuses. <laughs> yeah, uh, SS Austin says we're really gonna see after this first scrimmage on Saturday. This that's gonna be the point, I think, where they're gonna start to narrow this thing down, man. The scrimmage is where they're gonna start to say, all right, here's where we're gonna see some preparation. Yeah. yeah, I don't I, I don't think we'll will anything will be definitive. No, no, it's it not will, gonna be a, be a move forward. Yeah, yeah there'll that, be a move forward. Yeah. Um, the separation not, I think will start to happen after that scrimmage, though. I, I think there are two two scrimmages during fall camp, two or three. Um just we'll see how Hugh Freeze runs it. Uh, but he talked about getting it down to you know, the guys who are going to compete pretty quickly. And so you got to do that. Your scrimmage is going to help sort that out a little bit. So um, that's your audition to go out there and demonstrate what you can do. And the first practice that I watched, um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, they called plays differently for Robbie during the media period. I mean, they were calling runs for him. Mm -hmm. You know, he had one like underneath pass. I, I just thought it was interesting. So what this offense looks like may be very different based on who is at quarterback. Yeah. I expect way more RPO stuff uh, consistently mm -hmm. anyway. But when Robbie is in the game, the threat of that run is going to be much more present. And yeah. they're going to be leaning on the fact that, listen, Coach Philip Montgomery is a guy who likes to run the football. So I think he enjoys the fact that he has an option to put a quarterback in and say, I think maybe... If we're up big in a game, you might not see yeah. Peyton Thorne trot out there to close the game out. It might be Robbie Ashford, and we're just going to RPO you guys to death and uh, you know read option over and over again to try to keep the sticks moving to preserve leads. That might be a reality of Robbie being the 
the game closer when we don't have to throw to do that. And they know, all right, we're going to play possession football and just march this down the field to try to keep the sticks moving. Robbie might be the guy that, that allows him to be able to do that best because of his ability to run the ball more consistently. Absolutely. And the fact that people are going to just load up against that and he can just hit quick pop passes over the top of that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. And speaking of that, Chris S. says, Robbie does and always will give this offense a higher ceiling, though. Peyton probably has the highest floor. Holden's probably somewhere in between. I agree with this. Um, but yeah, you know what's crazy is in this, how he just wrote this, man, the in-between guy is very tempting. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking for even keeled, right? Uh, and I think Holden's ceiling is pretty, I think it's higher than described here. I think it's higher than described here. Um, we haven't seen what his floor truly is. Right. Right. Uh, you cannot, you know, that little bit of time he had in, at Missouri, you, you can't really gauge anything about his game from that. Right. You know, he just got thrown into fire in an awful situation. The line was 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 not playing very well. Um, it's just, you know, you know, and for a guy who it needs that protection, it just it wasn't, I didn't think it was fair to judge anything from his game based on that. So uh, you you you've got to think about it this way. You know, I don't think Mac Jones was the best athletic quarterback, not even remotely. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, I, you know, I don't even know he's a, uh, the best thrower of the football, but he had one of the best O lines I've ever seen. And he went out there and he completed passes at an almost eighty percent clip <laughs> when 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 kept up right. Right. That I mean, offensive was, line and those receivers were he was prolific, yeah. man. And he was accurate. He was very accurate. Ball plays, ball placement was incredible. And and that's what I say. Like he did what a good I don't think he would have put up those numbers between the line that Bryce uh, behind the line that Bryce Young played behind. Right. Yeah, very he would have had a very tough time. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if he would have lasted a whole season behind that line. Yeah, he'd, he'd have looked similar to what he looked like his first couple of years in New England. Like, he's just mm-hmm. getting pressured way too much. Uh, there wasn't opportunities for him to show off that arm talent. His, Correct. That, that Iron Bowl game where he torched us, right? Like, the pressure really is what got to him in that game. That that, that caused a couple of those missed throws and mm-hmm. those opportunities. That and, he, and he still he torched still it. still threw for four touchdowns in that game. Yeah. I mean, technically, he threw for six if you count the two pick sixes. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he still show after that game. I remember tweeting out, "If I'm a Bama fan, I'm pretty excited about Mac Jones." Right. I didn't think he played bad in that game at all. So uh, you know, give a give a guy like holding some time, man. And I'm telling you, you can go out there and do something way better than what we saw from Mac Jones because I think he's a way better arm talent than Mac Jones. Yeah. You know, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe that as well. Lawrence Robinson jumps in and says, my concern about Peyton is similar to TJ Finley. Interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of mm-hmm. praise around the intangibles, but when TJ was on the field, he was awful. This is an interesting take. Uh, okay, here's where I disagree with him. I, I don't know already, that I agree, but I think it's yeah, an interesting take. We've already seen a whole season of Peyton Thorne throwing for the 2,800 yards and over 20 touchdowns. So this is where I'll disagree. Um, I mean, we never saw TJ Finley do that. Like, we never saw TJ Finley do that. We know what Peyton Thorne can do with optimal conditions and a good team around him. Now, he had one of the best running backs in recent memory in college football, Kenneth Walker, <laughs> in that backfield with them. So that helped. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I think we have a better, I, he, we, I, 
not a better idea. We know for certain his floor is much higher than TJ Finley's. That's all I'm saying. So, like, those intangibles, we, we saw two seasons of it. Two full seasons of it. All we saw from TJ Finley was him get, kind of get thrown in, you know, when the starter got hurt, you know, at LSU. And then we saw him essentially not be able to fully lock up the job here at Auburn. Now, I think that's on TJ Finley. Yeah, that personally is TJ's. Well, that's on that's on TJ, man. He got he got more opportunities to be a quarterback than most guys get. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if he couldn't lock up the job, you know, that's on him. I don't care how bad the team around him was. You know, yeah. so I had the same energy for every quarterback, Ike. Um, I think that if you're if you're going good to great, there is a floor that you always meet for production. Where when upon assessing, you can truly say. If things were optimal, this guy would be good. Right. Now, I don't ever think we saw that from TJ Finley because in those first couple few games, there was a lot of unforced errors. Yeah. And I think that if you give Peyton Thorne those same conditions, he makes better plays. Agreed. Because we've seen it. Yeah. Right. Agreed. So, yeah, I mean, this is where I, I, I understand the comparison, though, about him being kind of the teacher's pet guy who does all the things that coaches want to see. And he's, you know, like, but I think production on the field as evidenced by what he's been able to do already, whether it was a worse season at Mississippi, I keep saying Mississippi State because MSU is in my high, but Michigan State, his second year, that mm-hmm. bad season for him is still better than what we've seen at quarterback over the last, I don't know how many years, if you talk about his production on the field, it still was better than what Auburn has typically seen, even on his bad year. So I, I wouldn't go that far, but I do understand the comparison um, shout out to our guy off script, man. What's good? Scotty in the building. Hey, Appreciate you dropping script. in with us, man. Yeah. Um, and then last thing I'll say here, or I'll give as a comment here, Lawrence Robinson says, man, I remember when there was a hashtag, get us off these jobs, the war report, killing it. <laughs> Moment <laughs> of reflection for sure. We yeah. are off of these jobs and we appreciate all of the things that you all have done to contribute to that success. 100%. Um, Listen. The memberships, the shares, the, the views, uh, subscribes, yeah. the, yeah, the views, the thumbs up, the whatever, man. We still have a long way to go. We still have a lot of things that we need to do. I personally, I don't, publicize this much, but I'm going to say it definitively. I want to be the biggest and the best out there, right? And so you guys go a long way to helping us get there, and we appreciate the support you continue to give us. Uh, uh, Fireside with the War Report is a great example. You know, you guys helped get us off these jobs, and we gave you Fireside with the War Report. Um, This is content like you've not ever seen from Auburn football, and there's more to come. So, so far, what have we given you? We've given you... uh, the meat of the wide receiver core, mm-hmm. right? Uh, all all the hubbub around Jay Fair right now that you're here, and I've been preaching it for almost a year, uh, and now people are seeing. You know what I've been trying to show everybody is is that this kid is a player. He came on fireside with the War Report with Camden Brown and Coy Moore, three guys who will get a lot of time. Uh, and then in the next, we gave you two thirds of the quarterback competition with Holden and Robbie and a clear leader on the team in his last season, Luke Deal. Uh, he's going to play a significant role in this offense and making sure that this team is uh, keeping their heads where they need to be. Luke will contribute on the field. Um, and then in the next, I'm, uh, <laughs> I mean, we're giving you even more production at the next fireside. Yeah. So you guys don't want to miss this. Your views and your support allow us to make this happen. So sign up for those patron memberships. Support us by supporting our sponsors. Uh, when you guys buy things from them, it means a lot. Um, and we're looking forward to bringing you as much Auburn content as anybody out there 
this season. Yeah. We will be back at you all tomorrow with another morning drop. Until then, and as always, War Eagle. Peace. Drop.